If you are trying to build a strengths-based organization, you already know it's not easy. There are all kinds of obstacles in the way, but we've found that if organizations prioritize three things, their chances of truly embedding strengths in a culture is much greater. At Leadership Vision, each of us have been profoundly impacted by the language of strengths. As a team, we believe in the multiplied influence of working together in all of our differences with clients, on projects, or on other activities. As a culture, our words are marked by passion, action, and drive. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today on the show, we're talking about the three elements that exist in all successful strengths-based organizations. It takes learning a language. It takes practicing it in the context of working with people or going on adventures with people. And then it's cultivating this narrative intelligence. That's my guest today, fellow Leadership Vision Consultant and Director of Culture at Arite Consulting, a tech consulting company in St. Paul, Minnesota, Dr. Linda Schubring. Linda and I will talk about these three elements, primarily as it relates to groups and teams, but there's also some great stuff in here for individuals looking to further embed the language and philosophy of strengths into their own lives. So keep listening. All right, so one of the things that we should establish right from the start is what we're talking about when referring to a strengths-based organization or strengths-based culture. Now, here's Linda defining it for us. A strengths-based organization is a company or environment that has said, we are going to invest in what's best in people. We're going to give Mm. them an opportunity to do what they do best every day. It invests in their gifts. It invests in um, their opportunities to learn and grow. What it's not is not just having everyone take StrengthsFinder or Mm. some kind of psychometric that that is called strengths-based. It's actually right. doing something with the, the information and the material, giving them practical examples to live it out. Not excuse bad behavior, not go off the rails, but actually be pointed in a direction right. to make a difference. In her doctoral research, Linda found that those leaders who successfully navigated change shared three key elements, a common language, shared experiences, and narrative intelligence. These are the keys leaders need to embrace to build lasting, strengths-based environments. Today on the show, Linda and I will dig into each of those elements and talk about how they lend themselves to creating and sustaining strengths-based culture. So let's get to it. The first element is a common language, because cultures are made up of a common language. And why is that important? Well, the common language is a launching pad for understanding and a vehicle of expression. Common language and creativity breed inside jokes. And common language and practical application of a method of communication build complex connections between members of a culture. A common language also reveals what's important to a team. Here's Linda talking more about this and why it is so important in the work of strengths. The first step is really creating a common language. And at Leadership Vision, at Arite, our common language is StrengthsFinder. That is one of the methods that we understand each other so that there's a shorthand. So when I hear communication, well, no wonder you like things in threes. No wonder you want to express yourself and be understood. So there's a there's a baseline there that that we've said we're using we're using StrengthsFinder as that mm-hmm. common language. But we've worked with companies that have used other tools as well. It's also important to note that this philosophy isn't dependent on using the StrengthsFinder tool. 
It's what we use because we found it is the most helpful tool in establishing the common language most organizations and teams crave. Linda talks about it being the thing that will level set an entire organization in a positive way. Having that common language, just it, it's a level set. Mm-hmm. And with, with being strengths-based, it's a positive language because we're so tempted to move back into a deficit model. And so you have to have an intention. You have to have people supporting it. You have to put um, dollars into that or right. it won't. And then you have to practice or it won't stick. Mm-hmm. The second element, creating shared experiences, happen when that common language is put into action. The action creates bonds with people that leverage the language to emphasize the work. You need to be constantly cultivating this language if you want it to stick, however. Think of the experiences you may participate in with others. Working towards a deadline, marching for a cause, going on an adventure, volunteering together, or setting aside time to celebrate after each quarter. In action, our mysterious complexity and predictable patterns are revealed. Here, Linda describes a shared experience simply as... It's giving opportunities for people to work together and every once in a while just pause and say, okay, what strengths are at play, right? Mm. What strengths of yours are showing up today uh, to have this conversation? What strengths of mine are showing up to have this conversation? Is it similar when, you know, if we would go out on an adventure? Is it similar when, you know, we'd go out for a run? Here's one of the reasons we love the liminal experience of Vision Trek to take us outside of the everyday patterns of life. It's there we find people interact in a way that is strikingly familiar to their work habits. If someone has a propensity to take charge, you'll likely see it in a community service day. The person who loves to connect with individuals through good conversation, well, they may get lost doing a citywide scavenger hunt because they've stopped to talk to someone they met on the street. Linda says this is inevitable. Whether you're sharing experiences during some adventure or just doing the tasks of the job. Because you can't help it. You're just doing it. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes the people that take charge at work will take charge when we're running um, around Minneapolis or St. Paul or Lisbon, Portugal or Seattle, Washington. Because oftentimes, you know, you're charged with a... Uh, working on a project together or you know some of us loved being in teams and be put in teams when we were (laughs) back in school you know (laughs) I did and and then some people didn't you know and if you got stuck on a bad team that would just be just be awful but in those everyday environments it's like okay who's taking charge now what strengths are coming to the forefront Uh, what are they leveraging what's happening what is creating synergy what is not. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't have to add extra things, but every once in a while, what things could you add that would kind of create some novelty so that Mm -hmm. you kind of wake up to like, oh, oh, we're doing this together. What strengths did we use to complete this task? The potential that these shared experiences have to deepen relationships with team members is profound. The shared common language used throughout these adventures can have a transformational impact on the whole team. And then it invites a different conversation. Uh, It invites a deeper conversation. So when we say things like, well, what's happening now? People are like, oh, I did that yesterday too. Oh, wait, you know what? These are patterns. I've done this since I was a kid. Um, And it invites a conversation that's a little bit deeper. You know, I think about the 10K that our office is training for. (laughs) And we all have our different ways of doing it, Um, you know as people describe it, it's, it's a shared experience. So it wasn't, we didn't roll it out like, Hey, to help 
you know, our employees be more engaged, we're going to do a 10K. Mm -hmm. Instead, the leader of the company just said, is anyone interested? And people said, I want to be a part of it. So, you know, across a variety of generations, uh, we're, we're sharing in this experience together. And of course, with my strengths hat, I'm always like, well, you know, what's going on over there? So the shared experience is outside of the everyday. And it gives us a another chance another some other points to rally mm-hmm. around so the third element of a successful strengths-based organization is the idea of narrative intelligence or put another way storytelling story is important in every culture as it provides a framework to understand a larger message an organizational narrative provides guardrails so that a culture's common language and shared experiences can help align everyone to a preferred future In strengths-based organizations, the plot they are telling and living on a daily basis is enhanced by the common language and shared experiences of strengths. The language provides the understanding, and the common narrative emerges in the retelling and living out of that story. Linda, referencing work from author Stephen Denning, describes its catalytic importance as... It's leveraging story Hmm. in a way that uh, sparks action that inspires people to move that uh, you know those storytellers where you just feel something Um, you maybe feel chill bumps on your on your arms there's something in the way that they tell stories that are creating catalytic movement which goes back to well if you want to be strengths-based then how do you leverage story how do you tell your brand story how do you communicate the brilliance and the genius of of your organization. So the leaders of strengths-based organizations, we often find are the ones that that have that sense of, I know the right story now mm-hmm. to create this kind of action or reaction. Practice makes perfect. Everybody knows that. But sitting around telling stories at work may not sound like a productive use of time. Not only do you have to get people vulnerable when telling stories and sharing stories, but weaving in the common language of strengths adds a whole nother level of complexity. Linda says teams just need to practice. Practice telling the story. Practice introducing yourself using your strengths. Hmm. Or describing one of your strengths. Practice telling a story and weaving a couple of your strengths into it. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it's saying that even as you practice, it might not be perfect. Hmm. And so sometimes it's like we have the story in our head and how we just say it is like, well, it's hard to explain. Well, it's hard to explain. You wouldn't get it. Right. And what it means is I just haven't put the words together yes, to really absolutely. capture uh, what the story actually is. Like learning anything new, the more you practice, the better you'll get at it. So to practice on our own team, we invited team members to practice telling their story at a recent staff meeting. We invited people to, um, to, to share a story that was a complete narrative. Hmm. That wasn't on and on, several minutes long, but that it was succinct and clear that answered a, a variety of questions. Um, not just who, what, when, why, and where, but what is a story of a recent uh, client event or strengths aha that you've had or something from your life that is um, really impacting you right now? Well, we wanted to begin um, capturing user stories, client stories, uh, stories from leadership vision where we have made a difference that instead of just kind of moving on to the next thing, how do we, how would we um, create a summary statement of what just happened? 
um, maybe some metrics around it, uh, maybe the tangibles, the intangibles, the qualitative, quantitative responses. And what we have found is it's really easy to go on for minute after minute after minute and hour after hour. What's really difficult is to keep it succinct. And we pushed people to tell a complete narrative that was succinct. What is a story that that tells a larger story using very few words? Hmm. And why was it important to do that? Discipline. To yeah. practice the discipline of telling story. Cultivating narrative intelligence is not just, you know, flapping your mouth. But what is it that I really want to say? How do I want to spark action? How will it, you know, uh, be a reminder to the team? Remember, we do this and this is what's really important. Right. Uh, don't want to lose the heart of, of who we are. Like much of the work done with strengths, this process is an investment of time, of resources, of emotional energy. Instead of just flying through this process, how can you invest a little bit more to go a little bit deeper? Linda wants to make sure that we understand that this is an investment and also that it's worth it. It takes investment, Hmm. investment of time, investment of resources. Some people hear that and they're like, nope, can't do it. Right, I'm out. And instead of just, you know, blasting and checking the box that everyone has taken StrengthsFinder, how do you take it a little deeper? How do you start to integrate strengths language into your everyday so that people can speak positively? They can see each other uh, with positive intent, um, that they can experience a life that hmm. that's lit up at work and, as well as at home. But you have to, you have to invest. Um, you do. Invest in your people and you will get the results. Mm-hmm. Invest them in a positive way. Um, our investment at Arite Consulting we have invested in the strengths, in the strengths of people, and we have now attracted uh, a workforce that's pretty diverse. Hmm. We that's are awesome. a third millennials, a third Gen Xers, a third boomers. We're half men, we're half women, and our millennials are the most engaged. Wow. And part that speaks of it is, your culture. And part of it is hmm. because strong people are welcomed, mm-hmm. and people can find a home. They want to be a part part of um, something exciting and I think that's kind of the residual of being strengths-based is people want to come out and do cool things like run 10ks together exactly as we seek to become a successful strengths-based organization ourselves we use the common language of strengths as we continue to have shared experiences on our team and actively build our narrative intelligence capacities we do this by sharing the common narrative and listening deeply to the story everyone is telling. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks again to Dr. Linda Schubring. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening.